What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, Concept Tuesday. Let's do it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. All right, what's going on, guys? Hope everyone's having a good Tuesday. Special thanks to TopNotchOdds.com, one of the best sports books online available. Check them out, TopNotchOdds.com. Put in promo code SHARPEDGE. When you're signing up, that's going to get you up to a 200% deposit bonus that you can use over and over and over again. Great online sports book and have a lot of bets before the game and even more during the game. So if you like to live bet, they are a must. TopNotchOdds.com, promo code SHARPEDGE. All right, on today's show, we're going to talk about household. How much does the house get to hold on every single bet? That includes prop bets and normal kind of typical standard bets as well. So how to do that, we'll talk about how to calculate ROI for all of those bets as well. Uh, Break-even percentage, profit percentage, all that more on today's show. And this actually all came about because I, uh, as you guys know, just got back a couple days ago from the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. I went to Las Vegas. Uh, I go there every year for the Super Bowl. It was beautiful. Love my time in the middle of the Mojave Desert. Uh, But when I was there looking at all the different prop bets for the Super Bowl, uh, I got to thinking because it's funny. When you start looking at some of these bets, like first touchdown score, uh, last touchdown score, the bets that have a whole bunch of different options, right? The distribution of points at the end of the game, not just the over-under, but the corridor it lands on. Usually it's like a seven-point corridor. These bets all have a massive, massive household, right? They're, they're not paying out a lot of the money they're getting for these bets. And I thought this was a good opportunity to go in and do kind of a deep dive. Today's show will be a deep dive on households for prop bets and standard bets, break-even percentage, uh, and kind of how to evaluate bets. Because there's a lot of misconceptions about there, uh, out there excuse me, about how much the house holds and how much you have to hit to break even. So again, we're going to talk about how to calculate the household. Here's how you do it. For any given bet, and I, I, I don't recommend learning. Look, I've done a lot of math learning the last couple of years. It's been kind of a blast from the past going back to school. You don't have to do anything fancy for, for stuff like this. You just need a good old-fashioned website, okay? The one I recommend is aceodds.com. Okay, so in Google, just type in Ace Odds Converter. And that's going to give you the converter on aceodds.com. What that does is breaks down what uh, lines convert to in percentages. So if you see minus 110, which is standard for almost any NFL bet or NBA bet, so on and so forth, right? Minus 110 is the price you're going to pay, about $11 to win 10, $110 to win 100, so on and so forth. Uh, so you're going to type in minus 110 on the American odds section, okay? And that's going to give you a percentage. And what it's going to give you is 52.4%, okay? So you put in the other side, which is going to be also minus 110, right? Both sides are minus 110. If the Broncos are playing the Pats and the Patriots are minus 7, you're going to pay minus 110 for the Patriots minus 7. You're going to also pay minus 110 for the Broncos plus 7. So you're always paying minus 110 on both sides of these bets, okay? So that e- so if you type in minus 110 aceodds.com to the American odds section, that's going to give you, again, a, house, or a, a percentage of 52 Okay. So you're going to just add up those percentages and that's going to give you the total percentage 
that the house is taking in. Anything over 100 or 100% is the household. So the typical household for any minus 110 bet, any standard bet, is about 4.8%, okay? Now, you may be saying, well, that's bullshit, Tyler. I have always heard the house makes 10% because you pay 110 to make 100. How does 4.8% make sense, right? It's a, it, this is a major, major, major misconception that I hear perpetuated all the time. The house keeps 10%. Guys, this is false. Don't get in the habit of saying the house keeps 10%. This is just simply not true. Let's do an example, okay? Let's do a quick example right now, okay? For any minus 110 bet, let's just say the house takes in on one side, just to keep the math simple, on one side, 110,000 to win 100, and on the other side, 110,000 to win 100, okay? They, that's the ideal for the books. The books want to split the money down the middle, especially for all these bets, the, these minus 110 bets. So on each side, let's say the books do that perfectly. On each side, they have the minus 110 uh, split perfectly. 110,000 on one side, 110,000 on the other side. So they have a, a total of $220,000, right? That has been bet. Well, this is for each side of the bet. So for team A and team B. Well, one of these two teams is going to win. So for the winning team, they're going to pay back the $110,000 that's been bet plus the $100,000 in winnings. So really, at the end of the day, the house took in $220,000, okay? They're paying back $110,000 of that just from the winnings because they get their money back, okay? Then they have to pay the profits, the actual winnings, which is $100,000. So of the $220,000 that has been bet, the house is keeping $10,000 profit. Now, this is very standard numbers. This is, this is common. This is on any basketball game, football game, college basketball, college football, anything you're going to pay minus 110, this is common. The house is going to take in about $220,000 in the bets, and they're going to profit about $10,000. You know what $10,000 is compared to $220,000? The ROI for the house? Well, in terms of the uh, this this uh, formula, about four point five percent. The household is four point five percent for this given bet, and that's standard for any minus one ten bet. So all this nonsense that people like to spew about, oh, it's ten percent household. Well, the house gets to keep ten percent. That is just flat out incorrect. The household on minus one ten bets is about four point five to four point eight percent. So you yourself, if you only bet sports like NBA and NFL and college football and minus 110 sports, your break-even percentage is 52.38%. 53% is profitable, okay? So the idea that you have to go 10% over 50% or anything like this is, is, is false, if you're betting minus 110 bets, the math works out to over the long run. If you're going 52.38%, you're going to be dead even, break even percentage. Now, that's not good. That's not ideal. That's still not profitable. What we want to be is profitable. And once you start hitting 53%, you start to notice you're making some money back. But this is a good, a good opportunity to also bring up win percentage. Because if you spend any time on Twitter, these fucking Twitter hacks, these Twitter liars, these scam artists, guys, don't go to Twitter for, for betting information. It's not a good place to be. Professionals 
go over the long run 55 percent okay now this this is on minus 110 bets we're going to talk about other bets in, in just a couple minutes okay baseball hockey bets where you're typically taking the money line okay but on minus 110 bets in football basketball baseball excuse me football basketball professionals go about 55 percent long term anyone claiming to go 65 percent above 60 percent they're 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 lying to you guys it's just or they're playing such low volume that you can't actually make money and that's the thing when you're going 55 58 percent whatever it is you can't just suddenly increase your volume and think that you're going to increase your profits because it works on a direct scale the more you bet typically your percentages will will decrease you can't just automatically bet more games and think you're going to make more money there's a very very delicate break even or profit percentage that that a lot of you guys have to hit and 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 it it's the same thing as supply and demand i mean i don't know if you guys can remember back to your economy classes or back to back to school supply and demand is a very uh, very delicate system right the, the the more the demand goes up the more the supply has to go up and it's always this sliding scale one way or the one way or another and it looks like an x on a graph right and so that x is constant that that focal point on the x is constantly moving up down left right so 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 it's kind of always a a moving target and that's kind of how this is with break even percentage or profit percentage so when you're talking about just suddenly adding volume, increasing volume, and thinking that you're going to get congruent returns, at least percentage-wise, from what you've been doing, that doesn't work very well. And again, low volume may mean higher percentages, but doesn't mean you're making a whole lot of money back. So it's always a very delicate game that I'm playing, that other pros are playing. You want to always be betting enough and have enough out there, right? High ROI or high... high. Uh, uh, you know, bet amount because you want to hit your ROI, but you don't want to bet too much to where your ROI starts to dip. And you don't want to bet too little to where you're not making enough money or you're not maxing out the money that you could be making. I mean, right now I'll tell you guys every month I project about an 8.3 to 8.8 win percentage. Now let's just say on average about 8.5% to my ROI. Okay. I have to have enough volume, volume every month to make enough money to hit to hit my my you know my 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 monthly living expenses and my bills and my my my, my fun expenses all that right my monthly budget so if i'm betting for every 100 dollars i bet i'm expecting to make back about 850 i have to have a pretty hefty volume every month if i'm going to make some money but i can't just suddenly snap my fingers and double my bets and think i'm going to double my money as a matter of fact if i suddenly if i right now double the bets i make per month i may lose money right it's a very delicate system like i said you can't just bet more and expect you're going to win more so it has to be good evaluated games uh positive ev games games where the market's wrong because that's guys and i know this is kind of a lot of information but that's something to remember. When you're placing bets, you can't make a bet if the market's not wrong. And the market's not wrong that often. So it's up to us to sift through, dive through, do deep dives, and find little areas here or there where the market could have made a mistake and did make a mistake. Because every bet that we make, whether it's on this show or on Twitter, whatever, we think the market's wrong. We think the market has made some kind of a mistake. And my break-even percentage is, or excuse me, my profit percentage, break-even percentage is higher than 52.38 because I don't bet all minus 110 games.
Now let's get there right now. Okay. I just told you guys my, 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 my projected uh, ROI monthly is about 8.5%. Can't just magically snap your fingers and increase it. Okay. We talked about household, the household for any given bet for uh, minus 110 is going to be about 45 to 4.8%, not the classic 10% that a lot of people like to regurgitate and, and keep putting back out there. So household does matter. And we're going to wrap things up by telling you guys why it matters. But right now, let's get on to bets that aren't minus 110. Because everything we've been talking about to up to this point has to do with classic standard American bets minus 110, right? Football, basketball, so on and so forth. But a lot of what we talk about on this show is hockey and some soccer. And on those kind of bets, you're typically betting money lines. You're betting on which team's going to win or lose. Not really by how much they're going to win or lose by. But if you do that and you take favorites, you're going to have to pay a hefty price. The classic household on any given NHL game. Now, now, just to remind you guys, the classic household on these minus 110 bets is about 4.8%, okay? The classic household on any NHL game is 2.8%, okay? It is very, very low. I'll give you guys a couple examples for tonight. We're recording this uh, February 4th. Let's actually go to uh, tomorrow night, February 5th. Uh, on tomorrow night's docket, Toronto is at the New York Rangers. That line is currently Toronto minus 135, New York Rangers plus 122. That household is 2.6%. The other game, Boston at Chicago. Boston Bruins on the road minus 150. Chicago Blackhawks plus 136. The household in that game, 2.8%. Guys, the household in hockey is very, very low. A lot of you guys ask me, why do you bet hockey? Why do you bet soccer? And one of the reasons is just that. this household, The household in, in hockey is, is very, very low. They don't need to count on the money. They, you know, they, they can get away with charging this low and really getting more and more customers because of it. I mean, there's really no reason for them to do that. If they charge 3% more on a household, I, I'm sure they wouldn't lose that much volume in, in NHL. But it's just a fact, guys. If you look at hockey right now, the household is very, very low, about 2.8% average. Let's talk about soccer, because we do talk about soccer pretty frequently on this show. And what you're going to find in soccer is the spread is very different from the household money line percentage. And the reason is, for my soccer bettors out there, soccer, uh, soccer money lines include the draw. And you'll see over and over and over, the house typically charges more for the draw, which is going to ramp these percentages up. Let's look at a couple games coming up. Uh, the next round of Premier League is going to be February 8th. There are two games that day. First game, Everton at Crystal Palace. The spread in that game is a 4.8% ROI, or excuse me, a 4.8% household. The money line in that game is 6.8% household. The other game that day, Brighton at Wofford. Spread, 4.1% household. The money line in that game, 8 0.3% household. The average household in soccer on the spread is about 4.5%. On the money line, about 7%. And just for my MLB fans out there in baseball, typical household for the money line is about 3.8%. So I knew I just I know I just threw a lot of numbers at you guys and uh, was a lot of info, but this is very important. Okay, why? Why does this matter? It matters because knowing the household 
lets you peek into the minds and the strategy of the sports books. It always helps to know what the sports books, what the sports books are thinking. Are they scared? Are they excited? Do they want your money? Do they not want your money? You get to kind of take a peek into a peek behind the curtain, a peek in the strategy of the sports books when you just do the simple math of adding up the household. This ultra also lets you identify uh, sucker bets, right? If you add up the household and it's 250%, it doesn't take a lot to say, this is a shitty bet. This is a sucker bet. So for those couple reasons, this is very, very important stuff. And yes, determining household is crucial. You guys all need to know how to do this. But at the end of the day, Placing a bet is actually not correlated with the household. You could have a household that's way, way, way up there. The household is maybe 50%, okay? But at the end of the day, it's about your percentage that you're projecting for any given bet compared to the market price. So your bets are actually independent of the household. So when you see, when you hear all this about household, don't let this sway you into... into Now that you know how to calculate household, don't just avoid any bet where the household is so high. Guys, I make soccer money line bets all the time. The household may be 8%, but I'm still evaluating it to be a positive EV bet for me, okay? So just because the household may be high, we make decisions independent, actually, of the household and independent of other bets. What that means, okay, is just to, if you guys like a team that's, let's say, minus 130 in hockey, that means inherently that you think the price should be maybe minus 150, minus 160, whatever, okay? You're saying you think the price should be more expensive than, expensive than that, okay? That's the case all the time for me. I'll say, I think I have this team at a certain percentage. I think they should be minus 160. The market's charging minus 130. Therefore, it's a bet. I don't go look at the other side and say, well, what are they charging for the other side? What is the household, right? Because the bet I want to make on my team minus 130 because I have the minus 160 is independent of the other team. So yes, guys, it's very important and it's crucial to know how to add up the household and how to evaluate the household and calculate the household, but it should not it should not affect what bets you're making because the bets you make still should be independent of the other bets being offered only comparing your percentage to the market uh, price on the bet that you are looking at. So yes, it's very important to know household, very important to know how to calculate household. And uh, it just got me thinking, guys, looking at the Super Bowl bets, I mean, some of the households for those were over 200% for the first touchdown score, so on and so forth. They're fun to make. It's a, it's a big payout. But just know in the future how to evaluate household, when to identify the sucker bets, and it helps to know the household for the common bets. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer. How much they're charging, how much they're keeping for all those games, and what you guys have to hit to break even. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle. This is The Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player.